Welcome to Ghostly. Does President Polk still haunt this earth? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real, and my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. All right, what's been going on, Rebecca? Uh, well, we just had a very successful fundraising casino night event for the theater group, the production group. I don't even know. We do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Memorial Development. Uh, so very excited about that. Uh, Pat, can you want to tell them what you did during the casino night? Event? Oh, yeah. During the casino night, obviously, I was the blackjack dealer. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, I had never dealt blackjacks before. I <laughs> uh, only played it a couple times because people would get mad at me when I would play blackjack that I would hit when I shouldn't hit and uh, stuff. There's rules to the game, you know? All I know is that one, a ghostly listener came up and told me that you were cheating at blackjack. So even though you were the <laughs> dealer, so I'm not really sure how that works. But Yeah, I, I wasn't <laughs> cheating. I was just winning. <laughs> Anyways, it was super fun. And thank you to those who came out. We really appreciate it. And thanks to Memoriam Development for having us there. Yeah, it was it great. Was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so there is something that I just want to get out of the way right away, top of the episode. Okay. Um, so we are planning on taking December off. So there won't be any new episodes during December. And during this time, we'll be planning out future episodes because uh, right now we have a couple of ideas, mm-hmm. but we have nothing on the books yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also we're going to be doing some strategic planning as well as Spending time with our families. I mean, it's December. It's the holidays, right? Yeah. So uh, we will be back in January. and But, you know, rest assured, there's still one more episode before we take our little sabbatical, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, and that will be out on November 24th. And I am super excited about that episode. It's a big one. We're going to go have, out with a bang. You're going to have to wait till the end to find <laughs> yeah, out what yeah, it is. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it right now. Um, so yeah, we appreciate you letting us uh, have the strategic planning time. And you know, if you have any episode ideas for us for next year as we're doing all that planning, there is a space Oh yeah, on ghostlypodcast.com, right? That they can Yeah, yeah. A- you could go to episodes and then it's episode suggestions. Yeah. Um, But also we got one in Ghostly Society that seems really good. Yeah, a lot of comments on that one. I don't really know the story too well and I'm excited. Yeah. I actually like doing episodes that I don't know all that much about because then it forces me to go through the research and do all that. get to do the learning. So, uh, well, we do have a shout out. Oh, yeah, we do. So there are two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. We always prefer the five-star reviews, but we will read any and all reviews that come our way. <laughs> uh, the second way is to either buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast, or the easier way is just to go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on the buy us a coffee button in the menu bar. Yes. and you know we are we we love uh, when you guys buy us coffee because that helps support Ghostly, and not just in our coffee addiction, <laughs> though that is a big part of it. <laughs> um, yeah, but it also helps us with our hosting cost and 
there is a million different costs. If I went into everything, you guys would think we were nuts probably. <laughs> um, but it it does help cover some of the costs for Ghostly. Yeah. I mean, we do this for love, but it is helpful. Yeah. And we appreciate it. So, Rebecca, would you like to read us the buy me a coffee message? Yeah. We have uh, Laura Ann, um, who, who is so generous with us. Uh, and she says, Rebecca and Pat, you're my favorite podcast crew. Uh, I've been a loyal listener ever since my friends Becky and Dean told me about Ghostly back in early 2019. You both keep the stories fresh and entertaining as well as the history facts fun and intriguing. I wish you had been my history teachers in school because I would have definitely stayed awake. So let's keep the good times going by getting the coffee flowing. Yeah, but the problem with being in school and teaching this would mean we'd have to like look out and see all the people sleeping and all that stuff. And then you get angry, right? People sleeping? Yeah, students. Oh, well, no, we'd be keeping them awake, though. You think so? Yeah, that's what she's saying. She would have stayed awake. Maybe we'd have to buy them coffee then. Well, that might be. (laughs) Um, And then we also want to shout out Becky and Dean, actually. Yes. Because they also bought us extra coffee. uh, Yeah, and they um, renewed their membership with us on... Um, buy me a coffee. So we really, really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, let's hear the listener mail. I hear you have a good one, or uh, I see you have a good I, one. I, 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 we do. Um, and what's so fun about this one is that it's one of the ones that we got in the mail. So we'll talk about that a little bit more later. The mail, yeah. The mail. But if you send us a paper one, you jump the line. That's all I'm saying. When it comes to listener mail. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We have, hi, Pat and Rebecca. First, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I stumbled upon it last year and got caught up while chasing my kids all over God's creation. Informative and entertaining. I've never personally witnessed a ghost, ghoul, or apparition, but I did raise a kid who creeped me out daily for a few years. But I think she could have stopped with, but I did raise a kid, you know, right? (laughs) Uh, My now 20-year-old son doesn't claim to experience the paranormal anymore. But then, do you know many 20-year-olds who (laughs) run to their mommy with every bump in the night? About 10 years ago, this one did every single night. Our family had recently moved to the Chicago area in 2008 we decided to rent an apartment for a year before buying something more permanent. We landed this fantastic three-bed, two-bath, and a three-flat. We were renting the owner's newly remodeled future retirement residence, and we had the whole first floor. It was beautiful and truly too good to be true. A month or so after unpacking and getting settled in, my then 10-year-old started waking me every night right around 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. We know 3 a.m., right? That's the witching hour, Witching right? hour. Yeah. But it wasn't like he would... This is the creepiest part, everybody. But it wasn't like he would come running and screaming for us, obviously traumatized by something. Nope. This kid would tiptoe into our room always choosing to skip my husband's side of the bed and come straight to me and with his little face inches from mine, he'd whisper, Mom, Mom, wake up. They're in my room again. Uh Uh-oh, I see dead people. (laughs) (laughs) 
At first, you can imagine, I was very annoyed by this behavior. I didn't find it cute nor endearing. I'd march him right back into his room and insist there was no one there and he wasn't funny and to go to sleep. I mean, he's 10. He's not five. So I get that. After about a week of this nightly wake up, I finally started to wonder if he actually was seeing someone. So I sat him down and asked him during the day, why was he waking up every night and coming to our room? He told me, the people come to my room, mommy, and they want me to play with them. They tell me I won't get into trouble and sometimes they rub my back and shoulders to wake me up. I think they come in from the window. They're loud. This behavior went on nightly for a full year. I even bought a special rug that was thick for him to lay down and sleep on in our room. I had even made special curtains out of denim to be extra dark and uh, and not oh and not see through. We had a special virtual uh, sorry special ritual every night where I would show him the window was closed, locked, blinds down, curtains closed and no one in the closet or under the bed. None of it made a difference. Every single night um, until the day we moved into our new house. Once we moved, the 3 a.m. wake-ups ended. Hmm. I'm not saying it was a ghost school or apparition, but I am saying it was creepy. Very creepy. And the beautiful apartment was not worth my sleep. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I never did research the property because, quite frankly, I was just glad to move. Happy Halloween, y'all. Keep up the good and fun and spooky podcast. Signed, Mom of a Creep. Mom of a Creep. (laughs) Nice. I love it. Yeah, that is pretty creepy. Was was that how you were as a 20-year-old? No, 10-year-olds. Oh, 10-year-olds. 10-year-olds. Um, no, I think as a 20 year old, I might've been, but <laughs> as a 10 year old, no, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, again, like a four year old coming in and being like, I see dead people. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, okay, creepy, but you know, whatever. But like a 10 year old, like that's a bit old for that yeah. to not be kind of legit. I don't know. It was freaky. Yeah. I was like that more, more in my like twenties too, as you know, you were just saying, <laughs> um, because that's when I started watching a bunch of like alien things and stuff and a bunch of you know things about rituals and stuff like that and yeah that spooked me out sometimes i see i see well thank you so much for sending the letter yes thank you mama of a creep yes uh so how do they get you stories to read on the podcast yeah i want more um you can email uh, us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or go to ghostlypodcast.com and use the contact us form. Um, or you can send us a snail mail. As I said, those get priority. Uh, P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. And we just give them priority because we just like them more. We just like them. But honestly, I mean, we'll get, you know, but we, we try to get to them all. Yeah, and we read all the email that we get too. So Absolutely. just so you know, if you ever send us an email, we do read it. We, it just might take us a little time to respond. Yes, I am sorry. You know, life um, does get in the way. Um, so we apologize, but um, yeah. we do get them all. We do read them. And eventually we I promise to get back to you. Yeah, and just like you apologize for that, I apologize because we're not doing the polls this week. Uh, so nope, we're, gonna... we're always going to do the polls every time. 
Oh my God! You always got to bring me down, right? Right <laughs> hey, in the last start. Last time you won. I don't know why Did you're I? so sad. Oh well, why maybe so, I won again. So anti-poll. <laughs> All right. So in our last episode, we talked about Bran Castle, which was also known as Dracula's Castle, and the yeses were fifty-three point three percent. And the nose, 46.7. Oh, it was pretty close, at least. And this will, are we going to keep this one up another week, or is this one going to be over? No, actually, we are pulling all the polls from the page now, because they've been up. I mean, the brand castle hasn't been up very long, but all the rest of them have been up for a very long time. Yeah, time to wrap up the Halloween season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, The overall rating, which people can now vote on how haunted they believe it is, one being not haunted at all, 10 being the most haunted place ever, mm-hmm. it got a four. Interesting. So, you know, slightly more yeses, but obviously yeah. not, you know, kind of trending down for the how haunted. Yeah. And if you ever want to vote in one of our polls, you just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on the polls button and it's right there. Uh, we will ask for your name. Uh, there is a thing for an email address. If you want to give us that, you can. And if you want to subscribe to our e- email list, you can. Yeah, we, we try but, not to be annoying. But we, we do not sell this information. No. We do not spam you. We don't do any of that stuff. Yep. All right. So this is a very special episode for Ghostly, I would say. Uh, one of our longtime listeners and supporters, Kevin, which we just saw at the memoriam of event. Yeah, he was nice enough to come out. And that was play really cool. Uh, so he's a bit of a presidential history buff. I don't know if you knew that about Kevin. Uh, I did know that. About Kevin. <laughs> um, so I asked him who his favorite president was, and his answer was like kind of shocking to me because, like, if I asked you who was your favorite president of all time, who would you say? Probably Lincoln. Probably a Lincoln. Maybe a, maybe Washington. a Washington. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of names that maybe, maybe a Roosevelt. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, which Roosevelt too? You that's know, that's true, right? Some people like um, the Teddy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, the name Teddy, Teddy Bear. You know, right. it's like. Right. Um, but there are some names that you're accustomed to hearing when you talk about presidents, and there's some names that you don't. <laughs> and this is one that you don't hear very often. It was our 11th president. James K. Polk. So it, I was like, wow, that's really fascinating. And I wasn't going to use this any further just to you know, have a conversation with Kevin. Um, but it just so happens that there is a lot of ghost stories about President Polk. Yeah, I was not ready for that. So, yeah. I wasn't either because we've done other things where we touched upon the White House. Is there anything in the White House? No, this is not in the yeah, White House. So, so that's really interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, so... We decided we're going to do an episode on him. And I had no idea of some of the history surrounding him because he's not that popular in most people's point of view. Yeah, I have not extensively studied Polk. So most people don't think of Polk when we think of list of great presidents, as I just said. But scholars have ranked Polk very favorable for his ability to promote and achieve all of his major campaign promises. So, I mean, you know, we're not going to get too political here. But I'm just going to say, you know, it's refreshing when somebody makes promises and actually delivers on those promises. That is true. Even if I don't necessarily agree with them, you know, you at least know the roadmap going in, right? Right. And he did that. And and then he got out. And he got out. Yeah. Snopes out, right? <laughs> uh, okay. So here's what Kevin had to say about him. Okay. 
So this is, we asked Kevin, hey, what would you want us to share? (laughs) Here's what he said. So I like James K. Polk because he was unknown and said he was going to do his four-point agenda in four years and would not run for president again. He kept his promise. He was asked to run again, but didn't think it was fair to the people to take time off from being president to campaign. He worked tirelessly to achieve his goals and went home and died. (laughs) You'll never see a president work so hard again. I love his, I also love his dying words. I love you, Sarah, for all eternity. I love you. Such a romantic. He was originally buried in Nashville City Cemetery because he died of Gloria and then moved to Polk Place. And then uh, he and his wife were moved to Nashville on the Tennessee Capitol grounds. Attempts to move the body back to Polk Place recently failed. I just love his work ethic and all the land he acquired. You are excellent at research, so I'm sure Pat Facts will be great. Ah, oh, well, well, I hope so. I hope I can live up to something, and I hope that I teach you something, Kevin, about Ooh, about Paul. I doubt I will, <laughs> but I hope that I can. That's a hope, a desire. Uh, all right, hit us with that ghost story, Rebecca. All right. I took a tour group around downtown last night, including Polk's tomb. People really like that part of the tour. It's a pretty area, green and quiet, for the city at least. It looks presidential with Greek columns and a white marble. I like the area. At least I did. I'm not so sure now. We were walking up towards the tomb while I was telling them about President Polk and his life, how he died, and how his body had been moved before. I was walking backwards, something I've perfected over the years of talking uh, with groups of people around the city, uh, telling them history and stories of the odd things that happen. Anyway, we're walking and I'm talking and they're listening and taking pictures when all of the sudden, this one woman stops in her tracks and gasps while pointing to the tomb. Those around her followed her gaze and they all stopped and gasped too. What is it? I asked before turning around myself to look. I don't know what I thought I'd see, but it wasn't this. There was some sort of, I don't know what to call it, sort of like a a shadowy figure, big, man-shaped. It was hovering behind the tomb. My brain did not know how to process what I was seeing. I guess I thought this just must be some weird person dressed all in black standing there because I started to walk towards it. My protectiveness told me that nobody should be behind the little fence around the tomb itself. Hey, you shouldn't be standing there, I shouted. Then I stopped in my tracks. This figure, this shadow, this this thing, it started to float up. I don't know how else to describe it. It just went up and faded away. All I could hear behind me were gasps and the silence of disbelief. I shook my head, thinking, I cannot have seen what I think I just saw. 
I've heard people say that Polk's ghost haunts his grave, but I had never seen anything myself before. Immediately, my tour group started to debate what they saw. Some were convinced it was a spirit or other unworldly thing, but others completely dismissed it. Just a trick of light or maybe even a person that just ran away. I, I did my best to move on, but the tour was really not the same after that. We were all on edge. I'm not sure what I saw, but I'm a lot more open to what might be out there now. Hmm. So is that based on a tour guide? Kind of. I kind of okay. did pick some some things from different uh, stories and added some. Put them together. Little spins in there little and everything. Storyish aspects. <laughs> Narrative, <laughs> Narrative aspect, aspects. aspects. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and take a break, and then we will come back to the pet facts. Sounds good. Listeners, did you know there's a way to share with the world whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic, or for those who need it, hashtag team the middle? It's our store called Ghostly Gear. Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like microclimate or even the Easter Island Massacre or of the ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t-shirt, hoodie, mug, mask, whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we got it. Um, they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on Ghostly Gear to order right on the website and send us any ideas that you have for new merch. Exactly. Order your merch today and send us a pic of you in your ghostly gear. All right, welcome back. And we're going to be talking about our pet facts of Polk. Pet facts! Pet facts of Polk! (laughs) (laughs) James Knox Polk was born in a log cabin in Mecklenburg, North Carolina. Like it. 1795. Polk had nine siblings. He was the oldest of the ten. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and that was actually pretty common back then. Uh, actually, that was might have been even a smaller family. Yeah, that's probably true. When you look at some of them, yeah. Uh, his father, Samuel, was a wealthy farmer and land surveyor. He was also a slave owner. Yep. So there's going to be some things that I disagree with Polk in this episode. But I really like you know, that he did what he did. He kept his promises. He got out. And he, <laughs> you know, what Kevin said about that he didn't want to be campaigning as a president. That's interesting. I love that. It is interesting. Yeah. But yeah, we don't want to, we're not, we're not going to be political or anything. from, but, you know, not yeah. a perfect person. But yeah, his father was a slave owner. Uh, he decided to move the family west across the Appalachian Mountains to try their fortune in the frontier state of Tennessee. 
Tennessee. When you think of Tennessee, do you think of it as a frontier state? No, not at all. Right? <laughs> you know, except that when we were there, we did do like a tour up in the mountains yes, of did. like cabins and stuff. And if I think about it, like I'm pretty sure they were kind of frontiersmen. Like that was part of the thing is that yeah. they were they were out in the wild. So we can kind of picture like yeah. that kind of area. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that particular area is it could take you all day to drive five miles. Oh, I believe that completely <laughs> having yeah. been in Tennessee and right? trying to I drive mean, in I'm Tennessee. I'm talking about an automobile too, you know, <laughs> right? not even horse and carriage or anything like that. But uh, the Polk family thrived in their new Western home, eventually settling in the small town of Columbia. It was in this setting that James Polk began to shape his political beliefs and what became his worldview. Mm. Uh, the Knox and Polk families were Presbyterians. While Polk's mother remained a devout Presbyterian, his father, who, whose own father, Ezekiel Polk, was a deist, um, rejected the dogmatic Presbyterianism. That's so, interesting. Yeah, so I was like, you know, I've heard that term before, I've studied it, um, but I wanted the dictionary.com, which is, you know, a good source of information. I want, wanted their definition. Mm-hmm. So it's a belief in the existence of a God on the evidence of reason and nature only with rejection of supernatural revelation. Oh, so this is so a deist is someone who believes in the existence of a God, but just based on evidence of reason and nature, nothing supernatural like a, a like the um, like the Bible or other, well. Well, they believe in some stuff, but yeah. also the second definition is a belief in a God who created the world, but has since remained indifferent to it. Interesting. Yeah. Huh, okay. So, I mean, there are still some deists nowadays. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but there's not as many, so you don't hear that very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was hard for Polk growing up, though. Uh, he had some health problems, which was extremely hard when living in a frontier society, if mm, you think about that. True. So one of the health problems that he had was a either bladder or urinary stone. Mm, not so good. Yeah. And um, they wanted to get him treatment, but then it became really bad where they had to do emergency surgery on him. And we're talking, you know... 1800s emergency surgery. <laughs> Early 1800s. Yeah, it's Though at least pretty scary. His family had money. Yeah. Um, a doctor from Kentucky, which was actually pretty um, renowned in this particular field, operated on Polk to remove them. Okay. And no anesthesia was available except for good old brandy. Yep. Uh, the operation was successful, but it might have left James or Polk, as I'm going to refer to him. Mm-hmm. Um, impotent or sterile, mm. um, as he had no children. Okay. Uh, he recovered quickly and became more robust. His father offered to bring him into one of his businesses, but he wanted an education and enrolled at a Presbyterian Academy in 1813. Wow. Now, can we stop for a second with the surgery? Because I just learned something interesting yeah. about surgery. Okay. So in England, if you have surgery like even let's just say brain surgery um <laughs> they are not referred to as doctor they're oh, actually okay. a mister. mister when okay. you go to medical school um they have to nowadays they have to go to full medical school they get their doctor and all of that but then when they do the surgery training 
then they go bump back down to mister. And it's because before anesthesia, mm-hmm. the mark of a surgeon was that they were fast. Oh. It had nothing to do with like if you were a good doctor in oh, general. Okay. A good surgeon is speedy. Is speedy. Yeah. The barber wow. thing. Interesting. So yeah. it that was just blew my mind. That but is, it makes perfect sense if you think about it. Hmm. So, anyways, I'm hoping I I'm guessing this guy was speedy. <laughs> well, well, thank you for the Rebecca fact. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, In January 1816, Polk was admitted into the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill as a second semester sophomore because he had attended the other school for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Polk family had connections with the university, then a small school of about 80 students. Oh, wow. Uh, Samuel, his father, uh, was its land agent in Tennessee and his cousin William Polk was a trustee. Oh, gee, surprised that he yeah, got in. A little bit of nepotism there, <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, one of the things that I found so interesting about Polk is that early on he joined the uh, the Dialectic Society. Uh, so that those that's a society of debaters. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he might have been a fan of Ghostly if he was alive during this time. That's interesting. Yeah. Another weird pat fact is that at Polk's graduation, he delivered his commencement speech in Latin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder. That might, you know, back then, a lot of Latin. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's a little dorky, though, too. Very dorky, yes. But still, I mean, I, I appreciate that. Think of the work he had to put in to do that. Right. I mean, wow. So Polk, like many presidents... Uh, studied law, and uh, he was admitted to the Tennessee Bar in June of 1820. His first case was to defend his own father against a public fighting charge. <laughs> so he didn't exactly win this case, oh, though. okay. All right, I mean, that's if we're counting, you know, the W's or the L's, uh-huh. right? Um, but he secured his release for a $1 fine. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, it was a little bit expensive for back in those days, yeah, though, right? Yeah, true. Uh, his law practice subsidized his political career. Okay. So Polk was also a Freemason, which I'm sure helped his political career as well. Now, this is the part that you're probably going to be uh, interested in. Um, this is also the time that Polk started courting a longtime family friend named Sarah Childress, uh, who was seven or eight years younger than Polk. Okay. Uh, she was very well educated and came from a very successful family. And in 1823, the two became engaged. And on January 1st, 1824, Sarah Childress, age 20, married James Polk, age 28. Okay. Uh, Sarah was very socially informed. She helped Polk's career with her hosting skills. And that's, you know, what you're going to hear about a lot of first ladies, unfortunately. Is oh, yeah, a lot of that hosting. They're really good at hosting parties and stuff. <laughs> but behind, Which is political, too. Absolutely. But behind the scenes, she would advise him on political matters. Oh, okay. That was, like, unheard of in those days. Because women were not allowed to know anything about politics Well, but except Abigail Adams. Yeah. Abigail was amazing. And she, she was, definitely. And she definitely advised her husband <laughs> on mm-hmm. political matters. Polk was commissioned in the Tennessee militia as a captain in the cavalry regiment of the 5th Brigade. Uh, He was later appointed colonel 
on the staff of Governor William Carroll and was afterwards often referred to as Colonel. Oh, okay. So you might you might hear him referred to as Colonel and, you know, doing some in, research in, in I, the, I did. In the read, in extensive Polk reading yeah. that I do. Oh, I mean, I'm sure once you've heard all these facts, you're going to go back and then, I mean, to be honest, he is very interesting. He's fascinating, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Polk served seven terms in the United States Congress, including two terms as the 13th Speaker of the House. Ooh. As the presidential election of 1844 approached, the Democratic Party was split over the issue of Texas. Now, the nominee, former President Martin Van Buren, you've heard of him, right? Oh, yes. Uh, He came out publicly against taking land from another country, despite growing public support for us taking Texas from Mexico. Mm -hmm. So many in the party believed that the only way to defeat the Whig candidate, Henry Claw, was to strongly support Western expansion. At a rather harsh Democratic convention in Baltimore, it took only nine votes to choose a nominee. When the dust settled, James Polk's name sat at the top of the ticket. Okay. So Polk was like Lincoln in in some regards. Uh, He had lost an election before being brought into a presidential campaign only to win that election. So... I found that really interesting that, you know, it's like when you lose a lesser election and then they're like, hey, we think you'd be better for this bigger position. Yeah. It's like if you apply for a job and you don't get the job, are you going to go try to be that person's boss? Right. You know, it's (laughs) so he was considered a dark horse because nobody really knew much about him. Okay. Just knew what he promised and knew, you know, that he was going to leave office after that four years. Mm -hmm. An ambitious politician with his gifted wife by his side, President Polk tirelessly pursued his goals. Texas joined the country as the 28th state during his first year in office. Intense negotiations with Great Britain uh, concluded with American annexation of the Oregon Territory, south of the 49th parallel. Yeah, they were with Canada. They kind of were yep. negotiating with Britain what to, how we're to split. So we were able to take it from them. Yeah. Then, so uh, following a controversial two-year war, Mexico ceded New Mexico and California to the United States. The Polk administration also achieved its major economic objectives by lowering tariffs and establishing an independent federal treasury. Wow. Yeah. So those were the four promises that he made. Okay. Most of all, in just four years, Polk's commitment to westward expansion forever reshaped the United States. It would not be the United States that we know of as today. Mm-hmm. I mean, there would be no Hollywood. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have to remember the Alamo. Right, right, right. Know? Yeah. So Is that sea to sea, sea to shining sea. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, The United States acquired more than a million square miles of Western territory and extended its boundaries to the Pacific Ocean under President Polk's presidency. True to his campaign pledge to serve only one term, Polk left office and returned to Tennessee in March of 1849, having accomplished all that he set out to do. But tragically, Polk died just 103 days after 
being out of office uh, from Gloria, as Rebecca had said. Yeah. Um, he really wanted to enjoy his retirement, too. That's pretty sad. Right, right. He had no plans of doing anything more political. Uh, at the time of his death, thousands of Americans were rushing west into the territory Polk had acquired for the United States in search of gold in California. And you were going to tell us a little something yeah, about that. super interesting. Uh, I watched a, a video on this that I'll link um, to is that <laughs> so they, you know, they found gold in the river out in California and that was kind of starting to get out. And so Polk mentioned it in his State of the Union to Congress because he was worried like, oh, wow, if there's gold out there, like that could really drive up prices, inflation, yeah. you know, all there's this gold stuff. In there's gold in them hills. hills. Yeah. And so he mentions it. Well, what that did was actually <laughs> spread the word mm-hmm. to everybody immediately that there was gold Wait, in there's California. there's gold? Right? Like what? Mm-hmm. And so uh, 80,000 people moved, <laughs> went to California. Yeah, in 1849, where they became the 49ers. The 49ers, yeah. And then they got Joe Montana <laughs> and won several Super Bowls after that. Yeah, super interesting with him. Yeah. Um, following her husband's death in 1849, Sarah had a 42-year widowhood. So that's the longest of any first lady. Yeah. Well, you know, he was one of the youngest presidents, I believe. I don't think he was the youngest. I'm pretty sure probably JFK is that. But yeah. he was like in his late 40s, I think. So... You know, he was pretty young when he became president, and then obviously he only did it for four years and only died a few months after that. So, you know, he was pretty young um, when he died. Though it's interesting when you look at pictures, he still kind of looks older. He does, but that's that. <laughs> that's that's that look then, of the day, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I was gonna say too. There, I'll put a link to this. Uh, it's a couple of these out there. There's some really good uh, biographies out there on Polk. So if yeah. you're interested in reading more about him. Um, there's, there's some good ones out there. Uh, a country of vast designs is Ooh, the one that's rated like highest that Robert Ma- W. Mary. Um, they say it's mostly focused on his presidency more than like his early life. But, uh, yeah. anyways, we'll, we'll put some of those out there. And, um, you know, again, he wasn't a perfect person, No, nope. you know, slave owner, and you know, got us into a war where a lot of soldiers died. Remember I'm, the Alamo? <laughs> I'm not actually sure if he was a slave owner himself, but I his father was. Thought that I heard he was, but you know, who knows? It's yeah. it's definitely a thing, and you know, I'm sure he wasn't a great friend to um, indigenous people, just because government hasn't ever been. Um, but you know, yeah. like you said, there is a thing you can say that. He had his ideas. He certainly pushed us forward, uh, you know, got getting us more territory and starting the, the treasury, independent treasury, and yeah. then got out. So, And also he looked up to Andrew Jackson. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, you're good so. friends with Andrew Jackson, that's always a little. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, interesting. I mean, these are politics of those days. You know, we have different politics now, so I yeah. don't know. It's yeah. hard to judge. Hard to judge. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get to the debate. Pat, what do creepy stories, 
funny ghost memes and inside ghostly information have in common? Um, my life. <laughs> well, yes, but <laughs> no, it's also Ghostly Society on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I mean, that too, of course. I'm, but aren't all ghostly listeners in Ghostly Society? Not yet. What? I mean, that means that they're missing out on all my jokes. Yeah, they are. And missing out on chatting and sharing with other listeners and us, of course. We love talking to our listeners. If you haven't yet, you should consider joining our private group on Facebook called Ghostly Society. Let's hope now they will. Unless they're a woman in white. So we are back. Rebecca, bring us the debate. Oh, let's do this. So, yeah. So we heard about Polk and his history and all the all the things he did. Uh, but let's hear about what he's done since then. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. So President Polk's ghost is sent to haunt his current tomb at the Capitol in Nashville, Tennessee. So uh, Polk Place, as we heard, was, you know, where he was. um First, you know, first buried, or sorry, first buried, <laughs> let's just go over this. First buried in a, they. I've read like mass grave uh, with the Chloria. Yeah, um, because but, you could get it from dead people. Or they, they thought, thought you could. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's actually true, but I. I, I Kevin would probably know I, more about that. Probably. Uh, but uh, then I also read, though, that he was buried with honors. So, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't. Like, just put him in the middle of all the bodies. Like, I'm sure it was yeah, the corner. respectful. Yeah, the little shady corner. A little corner. corner. Yeah, something. Yeah. Because then, uh, after everything kind of died down, uh, Sarah wanted him moved to Polk Place, which was his home that he had built and hoped to retire to uh, and only got to live in for a few months. Um, so, And she actually insisted on looking at the body hmm. to make sure that it was him. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. But at least we know it was him. It yeah. was his body that was moved from So there was no fake deaths. No with anything, or anything. Fake. Okay. Well, or they didn't grab like the wrong body from yeah. the mass grave, you know. Yeah. Like, they did actually get him. Anyway, so they moved him to Polk Place. Well then this was a I don't know, I didn't read a whole lot of details, but some of the after Sarah died, some of the family, whatever, they wanted to sell Polk Place and so they moved, uh, the uh, Tennessee moved his body from Polk Place to the Capitol. Same tomb and everything. They just mm. moved it. And they were able to correct uh, originally when they made the tomb. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> it said that he was the 10th president of the United States, 
but he was actually the 11th so they were able to they just like scraped off that yeah it just said president of the united states yeah right (laughs) it doesn't even say like we're not even gonna try to figure out what number it was just whatever he was a president okay um anyway so they moved it to the capital and they destroyed polk place and built a uh uh, put up a parking lot. No, I I think it's actually a hotel, but mm. um, <laughs> the picture I saw was yeah. also had a parking lot. Uh, since then, there has been an attempt to move him to Polk's childhood home, mm. family home, I guess I should say, where they it's a museum, and so they want it to like you know kind of round out the museum. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that really hasn't uh, gone anywhere to mm. do that. The family is very divided uh, on whether or not I they can want understand that. that. So, so where's the ghost in this? Well, okay. So I was going to say, so this poor soul, this poor body has been moved around a lot. Uh, very, very disturbed, mm. right? So I think that is often what is talked about as the reason for his uh, discontent. So there are several types of sightings that have been reported. Um, the first is a man. So people that report this that say he that this ghost really looks like a person. Like he has a form, is a solid object, a man in a dark suit standing or kneeling by the tomb. And as you get closer, he fades into a mist. Hmm. So they say Polk likes to stare at the gravesite where he and his wife Sarah are buried. Okay. Um, well, okay. So first, you had said that he was like disgruntled, uh, but I don't think he would be because he did what he wanted to do. He set out with his four things, and he set out to not be president again, and that was what happened. So to me, I don't think he would be that disgruntled. I think he would be at peace. I mean, granted, he probably wanted his retirement to last longer, but you don't get to choose these things, right? So uh, I'm going to disagree with that notion. Well, I'm not saying that he was disgruntled with his life. I'm saying he wanted to be buried. He built this like amazing home. Yeah. And he wanted to be there. That's where he wanted to be buried. And then Mm. they not only moved him from there, but like destroyed that place. Yeah. So... I, I such is life that stuff happens right <laughs> such is life and death you know? i was gonna say i think death is a little different but what do you mm-hmm. think about the the figure of a man that yeah. just fades into a mist i think it's uh so is this the one that you sent me the video of uh there is someone in the video that does talk about this so yeah. i have also seen it uh in other sources as well but there is a tour guide who who has this story okay in that video so i'm going to say that i think this is some kind of illusion thing where they they believe that they see this man and they don't actually see him that's why he can vanish into the mist Mm, okay so just kind of like something with lighting or yeah i mean i'm not there so i can't tell you exactly what can cause it but sometimes a reflection off of these gravestones can cause you to see things that aren't necessarily there interesting and also you're 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 in a cemetery so this is I don't know if it's a cemetery. Oh, okay. I think it's more like it's on the Capitol grounds. I, yes. I, I mean, I, I can't totally tell with pictures, but it looks like it's the only thing. But it's okay. definitely a tomb, you yeah. know, and it's there. So, but I mean, you know, those are kind of creepy to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I believe that mixed in with this illusion gives that gives that aspiration that it is a ghost. Okay. So what's your rating? I'm going to go zero on this one. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I'm going to give this one a seven. A seven? Yeah. I, That's this pretty one strong. This one was fairly believable to me. Again, I read a couple of people had the same story. Okay. But it's the, probably the most common. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, all right. So but na- scientifically, I would be interested to know mm-hmm. if they both happen at the same time of day. Because oh, lighting could be, you know, set in a certain way. The sun can be up at a certain, and I wonder what the weather conditions, and I would, you know, ask a bunch of other questions to that. Okay. To try to explain every other way before accepting that. Gotcha. All right. But okay. Okay. Uh, our uh, our next piece of evidence is one of Pat's favorites, everyone. Oh, woman in white? No, orbs. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, it's actually, I mean... I, I have heard people say orbs, but the specific one that I want to talk about uh, is a stream of light. So there's a photo that shows a stream of light shining right on the tomb. Hmm. Uh, but this tour guide that um, takes people um, on the tours, um, he reports that over the years, he's had a lot of people show him photos that show this exact same stream of light that comes down. It's never anywhere else. Hmm. It doesn't, you know, like there's no, he says there's no other source of this light. Um, It's different people, different times. And he's never seen it where like, oh, this time of day, the stream of light is like hitting this side of the tomb. Like it's always coming in the photo and shining right on the tomb itself. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, I wonder if these are all in the evening, though. I know you said different times. I'm imagining if you're doing a ghost tour, it's probably in the evening. Probably. Uh, and, you know, here's the thing. Especially cell phone cameras have a long history of having bad exposures uh, where they overexpose things or they capture too much light in the picture. Um, so... It, it it could be an exposure thing and it's like a timed exposure or if they move their phone while they take the picture and if it's on a very light um, colored marker, which uh, it looks like it's pretty, it, it looks, looks like, like it's, it's white. marble white. Yeah. yeah. So I just believe that's like a, like a light smear, I would call it. I don't know what Ooh, the correct. We're going to, so no, we're calling them light <laughs> smears from now on. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like, you know, you're taking a picture in the dark mm-hmm. of a very light stone, marble-ish kind mm-hmm. of thing. And if you move even slightly, even just like, even you know, how many times have you taken pictures and you're like, oh, this one's blurry? Well, that's you moving, probably, or the subject moving. Yeah, but I've never, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but like, I have not taken one where you get like this kind of like from the heavens, it's like, like big thing, like shining right on the tomb. It's really weird. Yeah. I mean, without seeing the pictures, I can't really analyze them. It was in the video that I sent you. I, you know what? I didn't see that part of the video. Okay. I'm sorry. That is on me. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say that I believe it's, yeah, I believe it's from a poor cell phone camera. They're getting better though. Mm. And the nighttime photography is becoming better. Although it's creating another effect, though, because a lot of phones now have this thing where you could take a picture at night and it looks almost like you 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 took it during the day. Oh, it's so weird. I did yeah. that when we were at Bluff City Cemetery. It yeah. creeped me out. And it, it adds another different element to it mm-hmm. where it looks 
like I, I, I could see some people thinking that was something paranormal too. Mm. You know, if it's done in a weird way. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So, so all right, what's your rating? I'm gonna have to go zero on this one again. Okay. Sorry. This I this one I must I'm also a seven. I don't normally with photography, but wow. uh it was really interesting the way he talked about how it just was so consistent. So Okay. Okay. Uh, another sighting is similar to the first one we talked about, but okay. it's it's different enough that I thought I should I should have it in here as a separate one. Okay. Um, it's more of a shadow person rather than like a a, a heart like a ghost form. Like I said, the the first story, people are like, no, I really thought it was a person there. Like it, they had mass. I couldn't see light through it. Like it mm. was a form. A shape, whereas this is a shadow person. Well, so, shadow person, you couldn't see light through it. Yeah, right. So this is different than the first one. But this you're saying one, this is more of a shadow person. So you could see light through it. It does. It looks more misty. Oh, oh, not here, like a, here's what I'm saying: a shadow person, you cannot see light through. Oh, I don't know. They describe it oh, as okay. a shadow. So I maybe that maybe shadow person. I'm going a little far. Okay. They describe it as a shadow. Okay. That looks weird you know gotcha so uh so some see it on like a path by the tomb or by the tomb itself uh so i found a story of four college guys who were out for the night walking by the tomb as they got closer one of the guys pointed to something and okay now this is he wrote this out as a he wrote this as a rebecca story okay okay Mm -hmm. so i thought i would quote a little bit from, from this story He says, just above the top edge of the large block of concrete in the middle of the tomb, something moved. What's that? A cat? Asked Greg, the computer engineer. Yeah, maybe. Creaked my voice. And then the shadow rose. And by rose, I mean it seemed to float upwards the way your reflection would appear in a river as you approached it. The outline of a head and broad shoulders, the shape of a person lifting themselves up in one slow horror movie moment pushed up. Then I heard screaming. Oh, and this is only the four college guys that that saw this? Yes. So, yeah, I'm going to say that this is either a prank that they played on each other <laughs> or a prank that they're trying to play on us. Mm. Or maybe it was just a fictitious story that they wrote. Yeah, I I wasn't sure, so I wasn't even going to include it, except that I did find other uh, reports of people seeing mists or shadows okay. uh, that, like, would fit. You know what they would see, and then would kind of go away as they got closer. So, um, so I yeah, but that's why I included it. Plus, it was fun. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to go zero on this one again. I think <laughs> I'm I'm a four on this one. Four, I'm gonna be honest. Okay. Yeah, this one's a little because low. there's four college students. Ah, or? that's part of it. Well, though, because honestly, I really don't. You know, I, I you know we can't talk to them. I'm not really sure how serious they were with this story. Um, and it's it's a little bit more vague. Um, yeah, yeah, with the reports. All right, I've got one more piece of evidence for okay. us, and this was a photo that was taken by a uh, a woman, a tour guide. And this is the one that's in the video. This is the one that's in the video. Okay. Yep. Um, she says that when she took the picture, she did not notice anything, but when she came home, she noticed that she had caught the picture of a face. Uh, so when you compare the face to that of the face of James Polk, 
It's pretty close. All right. Uh, for this one, so I, I looked at that in the video, mm-hmm. and I paused it for a little bit, and it's also reminiscent of the Green Man. You ever seen Green Man statues or anything like that? No. It's So uh, it's a god, um, pagan god thing, where it's like a man with like leaves around his head or either that or like like twigs and like greenery around his head. Yeah, it did look like there was kind of stuff around his face. So it kind of had that green man effect, uh, which is something that, you know, a lot of artists do. Um, But, you know, I'm not sure. And as far as it resembling Polk, I didn't see that. Did you see that it resembled him? I did. When they kind of like showed a picture of like it had that longer, like real oval face and the kind of bigger eyes. And to me, it really did kind of line up with the Polk face. Let's be honest. Polk was kind of a scary looking guy. Like if you look at some of the pictures. (laughs) He was kind of he was kind of gaunt. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He would be an emo kid right now if he was born. (laughs) So I don't know. I just. I don't I didn't see that correlation and as I said I think it's something that uh it is something that artists have done before and also they put the green man on trees sometimes as well they carve him into trees and it stuff It did seem like it was maybe in a tree the photo so yeah. I don't know So I I'm sorry I just I I think there's other explanations for it that would make more sense that it's an artistic thing that yeah, but yeah. she didn't see it when she was taking the like when she was physically there. It, wasn't it could like... be one of those things that's like a negative space kind of thing. Like you look at a negative of a picture, and mm. it, and it's the opposite of what you what you would see. People nowadays have no idea what a negative looks like, though. <laughs> but negative, um, like I was in uh, graphic design school for a little bit, and one of our assignments was to draw the negative space around this like setup where they had chairs stacked upon each other. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting because you're not drawing the chairs, but you want to show the chairs are there, but you want to draw all the space around them. Gotcha. And this is, seems like that kind of thing. It's like an effect. Mm. It's like an artistic effect, I would say. Okay. Well, I don't know. To me, it looked really interesting and convincing. Um, but you know what? We will put the link to... The video. the video we keep yeah. talking about. So definitely go on ghostlypodcast.com and it'll be uh, under in the episodes there. Yeah. Uh, look up uh, our Polk episode and you'll have all the sources and I'll, I'll make sure I put this one uh, up at the top. So we all can right. see it. Well, I'm going to give this one a one only because I don't know the situation really well. I'm okay. just assuming in a lot of this. And so I want to give it some benefit, mm-hmm. just not much because it just doesn't seem realistic and only one person. Mm. So, I, you know, I don't know the credibility of this. And I mean, you take pictures of a lot of things and sometimes weird things come out in those pictures that aren't necessarily there. Right. It just, it's more creepy because it's a tomb, right? Mm, definitely. Uh, I'm going to give this one a six. All right. Uh, well, what is your overall rating then? I'm assuming you're going to go like a seven on this one then. I am going to go with a seven. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> I do. I, You know what? I mean, it's not the most haunted thing, but there's definitely enough sightings and there's definitely enough reason to think that, you know, he might be uh, an interesting kind of soul because of all the, the moving around. So, um, so yeah, I'm a seven. How about you? What's your overall? Um. I'm going to have to go zero, but if I could give it a percentage of a point, it would be 
a quarter of a point. Point two five. Yeah, <laughs> because That's good. because it's I like a to average bit, it out. <laughs> I like to average these things out, but it's going to have to be on the official record a zero from Pat. Okay. All right. So uh, that brings us to our closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep Rebecca honest. Hey. And Rebecca, are you ready? Yes. All right. And away you go. All right. I do actually think James uh, K. Polk does still haunt this earth. Uh, I I think that um, while he did have a successful presidency uh, to his mind, um, he was ready to live uh, the rest of his life and, and enjoy it. He was ready to retire. He built a really nice new house um, and had a, you know, him and his younger wife, I mean, not super younger, but a little younger, and they were going to have some fun. Uh, and that was taken away from him. And then his body kept being moved, and you know, uh, two different times. And I think that it probably disturbed him. And uh, there's some photographic evidence for this one, a uh, fair number of stories. Uh, so I, I, you know, I just think it's it's possible that uh, he shows up sometimes. Wow, you finished like 10 seconds early. Thank you. Must not have had much to say. I had plenty to say. It was just very <laughs> effective. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, go. So I think that oftentimes in a case like this, we backward um, backwards engineer a plausible reason for a haunting. And that's what it seems like here. Throughout his life, he did what he wanted to do. He had some troubles, He, you know, like everybody does. But uh, he became president. He did his four things. He got out of office. He was going to retire. And then he passed away. It seems like a perfect life. And I don't see why he would become a ghost, um, you know, if it was a choice that he had. But we backwards engineer a story that says, oh, but his grave was moved a couple of times. There's always reasons why somebody could have haunted. But did he? No. <laughs> okay, mic drop there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was me hitting the mic. Uh, well, but it you was know, a mic, mic drop, drop yeah. though, too. Yeah. So I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button. If you did, if you don't already subscribe to us, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to go over some of the previous polls. They are now closed on the website. This is it. These are the official results. These are the official. So we already heard about the last one that we did, which was Brand Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so would you like to read the Enfield results? Okay. Enfield Poltergeist. Enfield Poltergeist. This has been up the longest time um, for us. So uh, yeses were 42.9% and wow. noes 57.1%. Wow. Okay. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. I don't a poor little girl, but I believe you, Janet. And there's an overall rating of 4.49. Yes. So that's, you know, not bad for, you know, in the mix of both of the people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. All right. Um, so Conway, uh, got a yes of 57.7. Oh, yeah. And a no of 42.3 with an overall rating of 5.15. Nice. Telling you, that place is haunted. There's uh, soldiers, all sorts of stuff going on there. All right. Uh, okay, our next one is Edinburgh Castle in Scotland. Uh, yes is 66.7%. Wow. 
Lost no, two in a row there. No 33.3, and our overall rating was 5.38. Wow. I think one of the most haunted places we've had. Yeah, that is the most haunted castle that we have done an episode on per the people. Yes. Per the stories. So they believe that is the most haunted. Casa Loma, though, on the other hand, 76.2% said... Uh, no, actually, I had the things okay. wrong. And 23.8% say yes. That And there's an overall rating of just 3.14. Yeah, so that one people definitely said not haunted. So we just split the polls. We did. Yeah, how does that feel? That feels good. Yeah. People are out there thinking, having mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah, I love absolutely. It. I, I enjoy it too, even though, you know, I hate, it's like a band-aid being ripped off with the poll results, but um, <laughs> oh, we love it. We love it. Go vote, go vote uh, on this episode that you just listened to yeah. at ghostlypodcast.com and click on polls. And for a limited time, skeptics get to vote twice per episode. Nope, not true. <laughs> well, I'm the one that calculates the votes, so uh, mm. I see the votes as they come in. That is true. That is true. Oh, darn. Uh, so we will be talking about skinwalker ranch on the next ghostly episode that comes out on november 24th yeah we're tackling one of the biggest stories of the paranormal world uh i think we're probably gonna have to narrow our focus on this one we're never gonna get through it all it's a it's a big story it's a, a, a amazing ongoing story and i it's going to be exciting. And it's We're not gonna It's not just ghosts either, right? It's no aliens. Aliens, all mm-hmm. sorts of um weird weird things. We're just going to say that. We're kind of going a little bit in the creepy cryptidy territory a little bit. But m- mostly aliens and ghosty stuff. Seems like we should have a special guest on we this might episode. We have a special guest coming up. One that doesn't come on very often, too. So. No, but one that we really like and has so much good information. Yeah, absolutely. We're hoping. We're hoping. We're hoping, fingers crossed, I haven't got confirmation. Yes. I asked this person like a few months ago, actually, at this point, yeah. if they were willing and they said, yeah, but I haven't confirmed that they can come on. All right. So don't hold us to it. Yeah. But it's going to be an excellent episode. Either way, we can't wait. We're going going out uh, with November uh, with an amazing episode. Yeah. And remember, we will not be doing episodes in December, but we do have one more episode for you, and that's our Skinwalker Ranch. So until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.